Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Are you ready to take the couch? I'm talking about something pretty serious. I know we've had uh, a few light topics recently. I'm talking about something very disturbing. I'm talking about a murder and then a few months later, something else. I don't want to tell you what came a few months later, but I need to share this information because people have to know what's going on around them. They have to know about this energy that's out there in the environment. They need to know about these different characters and these people who they come into contact with. Everyone is not sane. Some people have a diseased brain and you guys need to be aware of the red flags, of the signs. You have to be aware of how to, what to see. You have to know what the red flags are. You have to know what should raise an eyebrow for you so that you can move and and be more careful. But before we get into that serious topic, I just want to play back a recording. I asked you guys two weeks ago now to write in, DM, send a recording, respond by recording with a, a voice memorandum and tell me about your worst sexual experience. So Um, I had some responses. I'm going to play for you one of the responses that I think should be shared because some of y'all are freaking oblivious to your selfishness. I'm going to call it selfish because while you're, I'm talking to the dudes, as you're getting off and you're enjoying the the poo-tang, I almost said the pussy, but as you're enjoying the poo-tang, You're not paying the woman any mind to see if she's enjoying it too. How dare you, you selfish son of a beep, 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 beep. So here it goes. My worst sexual experience was a time when I actually couldn't feel anything. Um, I was extremely drunk. Um, I was taking one for the team. This gentleman was very short, also extremely drunk. Um, He got on top of me, and after a few pumps, I said to him, can you get off of me? Because I do not feel anything. And he kind of looked at me shocked because he didn't expect me to say that, but it was just terrible. Like, sir, what were you pumping? It reminded me of waiting to exhale when the guy was pumping her belly button, but he was actually in the right space. I just couldn't feel anything. Now that would have pissed me off. I'm so glad that she spoke up and told him to get off of her. Those days are over with, ladies. We are not here to only sexually sexually gratify the man, we too have to get something out of what we do. I am here to empower all of my ladies, all of you. So let this be a lesson learned. And to sis who submitted that, thank you so very much for sharing your story. And um, big ups to you for speaking up and not allowing this clown to keep pumping away as he selfishly went about his business and did not show you any type of uh, consideration and checking in with you to ask if you were okay and you know just reading your body language and checking your face to see if you were enjoying it or not I don't care how drunk you guys were when we engage in these types of things there cannot be any selfishness man you gotta this person is giving their body to you so I'm speaking to the men and the women don't be oblivious to a person's needs don't do it Ladies, those days of being oblivious and just laying there are over. O-V-E-R.
So, ha ha ha. What's funny is I posted in my story, um, you know, a joke. It's a guy telling his girl, like, it's funny how you watch all these cooking shows and you can't cook. And her response is, it's funny how you watch all these pornos and you can't fuck. A lot of you dudes reacted to that like, I don't know. I think some of you know that you've been slouches in the past. Some of you know you've been slouches. I think women, and especially black women, we take shit seriously. We want to do our job to the best of our ability. And I would think that applies in the bedroom, too. But some of you dudes, I some of y'all can admit to being slouches, man. Okay, y'all. So let's go on. Let's move on to the topic at hand. Let's get back on track and get serious again. I'm sorry. But, you know, when someone sends in a voice message, I can't ignore it. That was for the episode from two Sundays ago. Last Sunday, we had Kim Childs regarding uh, the mental health benefits of interior design. The Sunday before that, it was the episode Whack Sex with my cousin. Um, Crucial Killer is her alias. So, But anyhow, let's get back to the discussion tonight. We're talking about the duck sauce murderer. The duck sauce murderer, y'all. <sighs> Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, 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 guys. It's Sunday night. It's um, time for another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Delvina Thomas, a board-certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Just want to say thank you to everyone who's been following my podcast since its um, conception in May 2020. We're going into our third year, and um, it's it has been a good ride. I love sharing information. I love talking about the brain and um, mental illnesses, mental challenges, mental health disorders, all of the above. I have some great news for you. Um, of, I don't know, maybe two years ago, it might have been right before the pandemic, I mentioned on my Facebook page that I... Um, would be starting some coaching classes in mental health and wellness. And the time has come. I've been creating my um, my courses. Um, I pretty much have a, a syllabus for the course. And I think I'm going to launch it um, in 2023. That is my plan. So I just wanted to give you guys the first word. It'll be probably at least four weeks, could be at least a six-week course, a weekly course that'll be taught by me. Um, it'll be a live course, so that way we can have um, at least an hour of questions and conversation and interactions, whom, whoever is in the class, and, um, and you'll get a certificate. At the end of the course, you'll get a certificate. And you'll be a brain love first aid specialist. I'm not sure if that'll be the name or not, but it'll be something like that. So I'm going to work on that. And um, I plan to bring you that in January. Um, last week, I had a very special lady on Mrs. Kim Child. She's an interior designer. We talked about all the mental health benefits. Most of them, I, you know, I'll say most of them. We talked about the mental health benefits of interior design. And um, I hope you guys were able to listen to that. To that. If you weren't able to listen, please go back and um, take a, you know, go and listen again. Uh, because it was such a great episode. It's a lot of gems in there. Um, a lot of great information about interior design and how it affects us mentally. Um, I love for the places where I'm spending time. I just love when these places are, are um, just so decorative. The ambiance is nice. The colors are nice. It's clean. It's clear. I like open spaces because it makes my brain feel just very organized and hopeful. For me, open space means possibility. 
when there's a lot of clutter or there's a lot of stuff in the areas, I, I feel like um, I can't think clearly. So I try to keep my bedroom organized. I try to, and my bedroom is not as great as I want it to be. Um, so I'm going to work on that. Um, but my home for the most part, it is, um, as well as my office. So I, tonight, I just wanted to, to catch up. I don't have a special guest on tonight. It's just me on the couch with you. Um, and I want to talk about some of the anger issues and some of the violence that's been um, exhibited out here in these streets. I was reading an article the other day, and it's an article that really, um, man, it did something to me. And I said, I got to talk about this on the Brain Love podcast. This was um, reported in the New York Times. This was reported um, in the Daily Mail, was reported on Yahoo, was reported everywhere. The headline of the story goes like this. Man charged with killing worker over duck sauce found dead, police say. You heard me. Man charged with killing worker over duck sauce found dead. What in the entire fuck, right? So a man killed a delivery man, Zewan Yan, was a delivery man for Forest Hills Restaurant where he worked for more than two freaking decades, y'all. This man worked there for over freaking 20 years. For 20 years, over 20 years. But was murdered over some fucking duck sauce. With over duck sauce. The man who killed him, his name is Glenn Hirsch. He was 51 years old. 51 years old. Mr. Hirsch was charged with and was being and, and was arraigned in June on the murder and other charges and the killing of this delivery worker, Mr. Zawin Yan. This man pleaded not guilty to killing this man when all evidence pointed to Glenn Hirsch. I just, it's, it's just mind blowing for me. So Mr. Young was shot by Mr. Hirsch on April 30th, stemming from a dispute caused by Mr. Hirsch, who felt he had not gotten enough duck sauce. He placed an order several months before at Great Wall, and that's where Mr. Young had worked for over two decades. So several months prior, Mr. Hirsch ordered some food and wanted extra duck sauce. They gave the man extra duck sauce, but he said it wasn't enough. And eventually Mr. Hirsch would seek his revenge for this duck sauce. Mr. Hirsch, the murderer, had been involved in previous altercations with Great Wall employees before. He did things like slashed one worker's car tires. Uh, on another occasion to another employee, he said, quote, I have a gun, close quote. On another occasion, he pointed a gun at a worker who was shoveling snow outside the restaurant. So this restaurant is Great Wall and it's located in Forest Hills. It's a middle-class neighborhood. And so, you know, you, you guys know that there was um, an outcry previously for Asian Americans because they were being battered and, and uh, targeted and assaulted and killed. And this is just another food delivery worker who's been killed. Um, this guy was harassing these employees, making threats against them. 
Mr. Yan was from China and he would work seven days a week to support his wife and his three kids. And at times he would help his wife who worked at a laundromat. She worked at a nearby laundromat and he would help her out when things were slow at the restaurant. It breaks my heart reading this story. And so it's things like this that reminds me as to why mental health, mental, the field of mental health was calling my name before I became a psychiatrist. The brain is such an intriguing, such an intriguing part of the body. Like what would allow a person to think it's okay, number one, to continuously harass and make threats against people. And then the second thing, to carry out and execute and murder and kill someone over something as simple as some fucking duck sauce. So allegedly, Mr. Hirsch followed Mr. Yan around town, around town. This was on April 30th. He followed this man around town. He followed him around town. And then finally, eventually, he walked up to him at a red light and shot him in the chest. I believe Mr. Yan was on a bicycle. He was on a bicycle. And he walked up to this man on his bicycle and shot him in the chest. Now, Mr. Hirsch claimed his innocence from beginning until the end. Yes, there was an end. This is not still ongoing because you see the judge sent Mr. Hirsch home on bond. That's right. A person who terrorized an entire restaurant for months and then kills an employee of the restaurant gets sent home on bond he should have remained in jail in custody but he was released on bond and proclaimed his innocence and said he was going to go to jail for something he didn't do. Which he did do. He murdered this man in broad daylight at a red light. I'm sure there were red light cameras out there, cameras on the businesses that were in that part of, that part of town. So Mr. Hirsch had been irate with the restaurant, like I said, for months. There was a November 2021 incident. So guys, this started in November of last year, November, December, January, February, March, April 30th is when he killed Mr. Yan for six whole fucking months. This dude is mad about some mother effing duck sauce. He was given extra packets, by the way, and he still became irate. And he wanted to return the food, but the restaurant declined to take the food back because of the coronavirus pandemic, and rightfully so. So Hirsch went back to the restaurant in a mask. As I told you, he vandalized an employee's car. He threatened to shoot Jan in December. A month after he threatened Jan in December, he told another restaurant worker, I will quote, I will kill your entire family, close quote, and slash the tires of another car. So this petty ass crap over an order, a takeout order, be, became an obsession for Mr. Hirsch. It was an obsessive point of contention. This man stalked and harassed employees at the restaurants for months. He was indicted in June. And eventually what happened is Mr. Hirsch killed himself. 
he killed himself. And mind you, he proclaimed his innocence, but as I said, there was there were cameras. There was a surveillance camera that showed Hirsch passing the restaurant seven, seven times. Seven times. And I apologize. I said he killed him in broad daylight. He killed him outside. It was 9:30 at night. It wasn't broad daylight, but it was in the open at a red light. Jan left for delivery around 9.30 p.m. Hirsch had been on the surveillance camera riding by, 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 riding by. He rolled by seven times. When Jan left for delivery around 9.30 p.m., Hirsch followed him and killed him at a red light, shot him in his chest. He was released on $500,000 bail and was facing a maximum of life in prison. So I have two questions here. The man, I'm sure they presented this in court when the prosecutors requested no bail. I'm sure they presented to the judge. Hey, judge, he has harassed these people for months over some fucking duck sauce that he didn't get back in November. He has harassed, he has assaulted, he has threatened violence, he has told them that he has a gun. All of these things, he slashed a tire of two different employees, vandalized a car of an employee. I'm sure they mentioned all of that at the bond, at the bail hearing. And the dumbass judge still released him on half a million dollars bail. Although he was facing life in prison, so judges should be educated in the aspects of mental health. Like, how do you recognize the red flag that someone is at risk of suiciding or killing themselves? This would definitely, these would definitely be red flags. 51-year-old white man, owner of guns and weapons in his home. His wife owned guns and weapons too, by the way. Anger issues inability to control his emotions and manage his temper. That's clear, that's evident. Facing life in prison. That was the maximum sentence. He was facing a maximum of life in prison and you know he probably would have got it. He shot this man in cold blood. 9.30 at night, shot him in the chest. I'm sure he probably would have gotten life in prison. A 51-year-old white man facing life in prison, hmm, more than likely he's gonna kill himself. The odds are for it. And the stupid ass judge lets him go home on half a million dollars bail. But you got they got guns in the house. What kind of fuckery is this? Excuse my French guys, but when I read the story, I couldn't believe it. I just could not believe this bull crap. Rest in peace to Mr. Yan. And my sincerest condolences to your family, to your wife, to those three little babies that you will not see grow up, who will not have their father. This is the some of the saddest shit I've read. I mean, I've read a lot of sad stuff. I've witnessed some sad things. You know, I worked in the prison system for nearly eight years. But this just really, this really takes the cake. So, yeah, Mr. Hirsch killed himself. He suicided. He was doing court. And when he didn't show up to court, he had like a Friday court appearance or something. The sheriff's office checked on his ankle bracelet, on his ankle monitor. The monitor pinged him at home. They dispatched folks to his home to do a wellness check and they found him dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. There was a note. There was a note, but he had few additional details and had not read it 
himself is what the news article states. So he was facing the charges of murder for shooting Mr. Yan and two counts of criminal possession of a weapon. Those were his charges. Those were his charges. It's so disappointing to me that this man was released on on bail. And when we look at the racial inequities in the legal system, if this man was black, he would not have made bail. Let me tell you, I'm convinced. If he was black, he would have not been released on bail. And some people are saying, okay, he got rid of his misery. He took himself out. Good. No, what's good is to rot in fucking prison for the rest of your life. That's what's good. He took the easy way out. Now, let me back up and reclaim my, oh, I'm not going to say reclaim, but let me back up and change the perspective here. Let's look at it from the view of Mr. Hirsch. When I come back, I'll explain what I mean by that. What do I mean by taking the view or the perspective of the murderer? I'll tell you when we get back. So guys, just a quick break uh, before we get on to um, closing out this heavy topic. You know, we're talking about um, a murder and a eventual suicide and we're talking anger management let's talk about some preventative stuff really quickly on this break you may not know it but i created two pamphlets the brain sleep pamphlet and the brain food pamphlet these are both my preventative strategies to assist people in discovering and learning what's healthy for their brains in terms of their diet, AKA their intake, as well as teaching them how our sleep hygiene can impact, can impact us mentally. So please look up both of these pamphlets. They're on Amazon. You can order them on Amazon now. If you go to Amazon, and actually I would like for you to use Amazon Smile and select my nonprofit organization, which is DRT Brain Love Foundation. Whenever you go onto Amazon, order through Amazon Smile and do me a favor and select DRT Brain Love Foundation. So that way, Amazon will pay us some money towards our foundation so that we can help people who can't afford their co-pays. If they have a deductible and they can't afford it, they get assisted. If they don't have insurance at all and they're indigent or um, in the lower socioeconomic status, they get assistance. So do that. But when you go to Amazon, I want you to search for Dr. Delvina. Just put in D-R-D-E-L-V-E-N-A, D-R space, D as in Delta, E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A, and do a search and my pamphlets will come up. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't searched recently, but previously the pamphlets came up as like the fifth or sixth hit. So do a search for Dr. Delvina and those pamphlets will come up. You can order your pamphlet. They're $19.99. Order them. They will always be a go-to, I promise you. They will always be a go-to for information regarding uh, food, diet intake, and how it affects your brain, as well as, again, your sleep hygiene. Coming up soon, I will be doing... um, an event for the books, probably in Overtown. I will announce it on my podcast as well as on social media and by email. All of those ways, because I hope to see all of you. I want you to come out so we can have a discussion about mental health, man. So yeah, do me that favor. Go on Amazon and get your pamphlets now. Become brain smarter, man. All right, guys, we're back from that break. Um, So I said, let's look at this situation from the perspective of the murderer, right? 
I just cannot fathom. The average normal person would not think about killing someone over some duck sauce. Let's be clear about that. So Mr. Hirsch has some sort of, or had some sort of mental health challenge or had some mental health challenges. Now let's, let's lay it out, right? Was it some sort of mood disorder? Like, did he suffer from depression? Did he suffer from bipolar, which is a combination of uh, various moods? Sometimes people are up or they're down. That's the easy way to put it. Or instead of being up as in super happy, they're angry for no reason at all. Um, and they also, also suffer from depressive issues. So could it have been a mood issue? Was it that he had what's called intermittent explosive disorder? That's a, a specific type of anger issue where people cannot manage their um, emotions of anger and they explode, they become impulsive really quickly. They Something ticks them off and they go from zero to 100 and, and seemingly can't control it. Could it be that? Perhaps he had a personality disorder. Um, and, you know, I have my money on a combination of things. And one of those things I think was, I believe he may have been suffering from some sort of depressive disorder. And because to, to not care anymore, to, this guy is 51 years old. We don't know anything about him. We don't know his mental health history. We don't know what he may have suffered from in the past, if he did suffer from a mental health problem. We don't know any of that. We just don't know. And so for someone, let's say he did not have a history of going to jail. He didn't have any, um, he didn't have any criminal history because that too would be included in what we call the differential. I'm, I'm opening my curtains for you guys hear me. I'm in Bali. And so the sun is coming up. I'm 12 hours ahead of this recording that I'm making. Um, so anyhow, if he has a history of criminal violence or uh, breaking the law and stuff like that, then perhaps he has, he has or had antisocial personality disorder, um, which I haven't really touched on on my podcast um, specifically, so that'll be coming soon. But it's possible that he had antisocial personality disorder as well. So as I said, a type of personality disorder, that's what I listed and some of the reasons why this could have happened. And um, so you just really don't know, right? I don't even think he was on the radar, on anyone's radar, because it probably would have been spelled out in this article. Sorry, I'm eating a banana. It probably would have been spelled out in the article. Um, but maybe someone will go back and do sort of um, a follow-up to this and give us some more information about, or pe maybe people don't give a fuck. Maybe people are like, who cares? He killed this, this, this family's husband and father. We don't care what he had going on, what this man did was wrong. But we have to try to gain an understanding of certain things because this is how we try to prevent future tragedies such as this from happening again, right? So that's why I'm talking about this because we need to recognize signs. Now, let's say the restaurant owners and the, the people who worked at the restaurant realize like, okay, this guy is off his fucking rocker. He's here um, assaulting us, threatening us, um, you know, he specifically told someone he had a gun. Now, had they reported that to the police, would the police have done anything? No, probably not because it doesn't rise to the level of being, of being a crime. So that's the sad part. Probably not. They would not have done anything because he did make a threat. I wanted to say by saying I, have a, I own a gun is not a threat, but he did threaten one of the employees, he said, I will kill you and your family or something like that. So that's a threat. Now, in New York City, 
there's a lot of crime. There's a lot of stuff going on. What the, and they're chasing down uh, robbers and other people, other um, criminals all the time. Are they too busy to focus on a crime like this one? Yep, probably so. If someone said he threatened me, when they went and asked him, he, the guy, Mr. Hirsch, probably would have said no, and they, they would not have arrested him. So you would think, okay, let's tell the police, let's report these things, and maybe get a restraining order. So that's the thing I want to say. If you are the victim of any similar type of activity, maybe that person cannot be arrested, but you can request a restraining order. That restaurant could have requested a restraining order. Those employees like Mr. Yan could have requested a, a restraining order because with a restraining order, there doesn't have to be criminal intent. Someone doesn't have to break the law, but it could be eerie things like coming by the restaurant all the time, slashing the tires of two different employees' vehicles. Like the restaurant should have taken out a restraining order and those employees should have also gotten a restraining order. Now, yes, I know you're saying that probably would not have prevented him from killing him. And that's probably true. But it would have made Mr. Hirsch think, I believe, another time or two before considering this crime. And what I also think is that Mr. Hirsch was planning or had planned to kill himself in the past. I believe that Mr. Hirsch had been suicidal before. And because this was a point of contention for him that was ongoing, he held on to it. For whatever reason, he held on to this anger over this duck sauce and decided, okay, before I kill myself, I'm going to kill the delivery driver. Also, because Mr. Hirsch was so angry, I believe, at life. I believe he was angry with life. And because he was angry with life, he decided to take it out on this, I believe, happily married man with children to screw up the lives of this man's wife, his children, so that they too could have a screwed up life like Mr. Hirsch, the murderer, like he has lived. I believe that people like this have somewhere in their past some sort of neglect or abuse that they haven't dealt with. Mr. Hirsch was probably sexually abused. Maybe he was sexually, physically, emotionally, and verbally abused and neglected. So be careful. Please be careful when dealing with people like Mr. Hirsch. Signs of anger issues are people who hurt others easily, either verbally or physically. It's someone who's always angry. Their anger is out of control and even they too admit their anger is out of control. They frequently regret something they've said or done when they're angry. Small or petty things make them angry. And men who have tempers, it's easy to see, it's easy to identify. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because you don't wanna be in a relationship with someone who has anger issues because it may not be the delivery person they kill, it may be you who they kill after terrorizing you and your relationship for weeks or months or years. These people who have anger issues or have tempers, they're hypersensitive to conflict, they are easily offended, the slightest setback is a personal attack for them. They blame others for their misfortunes. They become very jealous and have very controlling behaviors. And they have unrealistic expectations of you. One of the things that you see, there's several things that you might see um, that, can, that are associated with, with anger. Um, and so this is for the person who's experiencing anger, by the way. Um, they may have physical symptoms like clenching their jaw or grinding their teeth. They might get headaches a lot, stomach aches. They, their heart rate goes up with being angry. 
They may feel hot. They may shake. They may get dizzy. They may have tense muscles, all of that stuff. So you got to be careful. If you see any of these signs in a person, don't remain associated with them, even if they're just a friend. Because friends kill too. Friends kill as well. Anger issues are a definite red flag. And anger can turn to violence, like physical fights or hitting you, those types of things. So you want to stay away from this and you should encourage the person to get help. I would not stick around trying to help them get out, but I would tell them, hey, I, I think you should go and see someone. So, you know, clearly Mr. Hirsch, the murderer, had anger issues and probably some other underlying stuff, like maybe he had PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder from the abuse he went through. Um, I believe he's been suicidal in the past, so he's probably experienced depression in the past, major depression. But if someone wants to resolve this, they can. They can. They can go and get help. They can seek psychotherapy. They can also be um, prescribed medications to help so they're not as impulsive. So that way when they feel the emotion of anger, there is some lag time. The, emotion, the medication can help the brain to just pause, to take a pause and just think first before the person goes from zero to a thousand or zero to a hundred. So that's why I, I wanted to have this conversation tonight was just so that we don't overlook something like what happened to Mr. Yan and just think, okay, oh, well, it's another crazy person out here. Let's try to do something about it. Let's love each other more. If you're raising children and you don't like your children, consider giving them to a family member or, you know, finding them a good home. I'm, I'm being dead ass serious now because these grown people who grow up to have problems, they were once children and they were children who were neglected and abused by their parents. And so their parents are a part of sharing the responsibility and creating, and creating these monsters. If you look at some of the stories of some of these serial killers, Jeffrey Dahmers and um, these folks, a lot of these people were exposed to some savage ass stuff in their homes growing up. I remember watching the special about this, this man who was murdering um, young women, killing, killing young girls. His story, and I, I won't go into much detail, but the gist of his story is when he was a little boy, his parents were abusing him. His mother and father were abusive, very abusive, physically abusive, emotionally abusive, neglected him, didn't feed him, would beat him up, probably sexually abused him as well. And he would run away. And one day he would run away and then go back home. You know, one day he ran away to the train tracks and he was on a caboose or in a caboose. And there was, a, um, there was um, some men in there these men were mentally deranged and they raped him. It was at least three men. They, these three men raped him over and over on this train before letting him go. And I believe that these situations are what led him to becoming the monster that he was. Okay. So we have to be careful about how we treat our family members, how we interact with our children. We must love them. Not loving your child creates a lot of anger and animosity. And the other important thing is to recognize when there's an angry person working for you or an angry person in somewhere in your circle. You must recognize that. And whether you seek a restraining order or you report it, always report it, always report it. 
because I think people think twice about doing things when they know folks are watching. So always report that. Um, really quickly, let me give you guys the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. And you probably know now too that for mental health crises, instead of calling 911, you can call 988-988. And actually, I think this National Suicide Prevention Lifeline may have changed, it did change. Let me get you guys the current number. There was something else I wanted to remind you about as well. Oh, when you're running a business and you have these types of customers, these types of people who are um, frequenting your business, be careful about what you say no to. Because sometimes these people are sicker than we know. They are sick. They are sick. Like this guy wanted to return his food. What is something they could have done differently is they could have given him his money back and just told him, we can't take your food back, but we'll return your money. We'll give you your money back. Now, I know that this may be, this may have been very difficult for them to do, especially during COVID, considering people were down so much money, I'm sure. So I'm sure this was very hard for them to do because of money issues, wanting to keep, wanting to have the money. But sometimes it's just not worth it. It's just like what I tell my staff. Don't argue with people because some people are going through it, like really going through it. And we work in the mental health field, so we know this person probably has an underlying issue. So when they're absolutely dissatisfied, you know, we try to talk it out with them. Um, and I try to do the most, the thing that's the most responsible and the healthiest for the patient. Now, I'm not saying allow customers to bully you, but in a situation like this, when he was harassing the customers and doing all these horrible, wicked things, I may have said to this man, hey, can we refund you for that order back in November? Shit, fuck it, like, you know, and even apologizing because the customer is always right. I am not saying what this man did, Mr. Hirsch, what he did was, was correct. He did not handle the situation well at all. Um, but what I am saying this for is just to, is just to, um, to try to keep everyone alive. Sometimes we have to be so careful and we have to give in when we don't want to give in, but it could save someone's life when you give in, when you just say, okay, you know what? I'm so sorry, sir. You're right. This was wrong. Allow us to give you, give you your money back. And guess what? After that, you never have to deal with that person again. I would put that person on a do not deliver list. I would um, no longer take orders from that person. We would, he, I don't even know if I would allow, the, I would not allow the person in my store. He slashed tires and threatened people. He would be, he, again, restraining order. He would not be allowed on the property. So when things like this is, are, are happening, you have to come up with a strategic approach to address it. Involving the police, getting a restraining order, not allowing them on your property and putting them on a do not call list, do not deliver list, do not fuck with him list, whatever. And the last thing I'm going to say, I own weapons. You may need to own a weapon then. So you can protect you and your staff if and if and when that time comes, if ever. Take a class, go to the range, learn how to protect yourself. Don't just don't buy a weapon and not know how to use it. 
All right, guys, that's all I got for you. I hope this was, was helpful. I hope this changes something that you'll do today or later this week or a decision you'll make. I hope this helps you if you yourself have had a personal experience with someone, whether it's an anger, someone who has an anger management issue in a personal relationship they share with you or a coworker or whatever. Remember to always report and always write things down and memorialize. All right, that's it for tonight's show. If you have any questions for me, please feel free to email me at info at drdelvina.help. That's D-R-D-E-L-V as in Victor, E-N-A.help, H-E-L-P. Or call me in my office at 305-981-1700. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast and you're just checking out this episode, if you liked it, or if you didn't think it was all that, give me another shot. Also listen to some of the older episodes because maybe they will catch your attention. We've had some really, really good episodes during these last two plus years. Subscribe to the podcast, guys. Subscribe on all of your platforms, not just on your favorite platform. Subscribe on all of them. Subscribe on Spotify, pardon me, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Apple, Google Podcasts. If you are a member or you have an account with Anchor, subscribe on Anchor. But yes, 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 yes. Subscribe and give us a rating. Let us know. Give us some verbal commentary. If you don't feel like typing anything, just do some, just give us some stars. Let us know. What do you think about the podcast? And you can also find me on my YouTube channel, which is Dr. Delvina Thomas. And I'm on Instagram and on Facebook at Dr. Delvina, D-R-D-E-L-V as in Victor, E-N-A. Thank you for joining me on the couch tonight, guys. As usual, take care of yourselves. Love one another. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Don't be cruel, as Bobby Brown used to say. Don't be cruel. (laughs) Oh, I have a little bit of a cold. All right. Everybody have a great week and brain love. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need, it's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs. Know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations. Limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes, learn from them, and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love.